There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. We're two-thirds of the Dudley Boys of yeah. What Culture. Here to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Huh? Monetize now. Uh, where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Play. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Collision this weekend. What are your thoughts ahead of the show? Well, um, went for a piss. Okay. About, what, 15 minutes ago? Yeah. I went for a piss, right? On the way back to the downstairs wrestling office where all the content gets produced that isn't in the studio. Where the magic happens. Where the magic happens. I noticed. Oh, hang on. That's a pretty uh, pretty big spider on the wall. <laughs> There's a pretty big spider on that wall. So I went into the office. I went, lads, lads, lads. There's a kind of big spider on this wall. Do you want to come and have a look at the spider? Yeah. It's, it's a Friday. Do you want to have a look at the spider? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So look at this, and then what? What do you do? <laughs> tell, tell the listeners what you did. I touched it. He touched it. He touched it, and then elbow and the old ribs to Hamflit. He went, "Go on, touch it, touch it, touch it." <laughs> and Hamflit got his finger up the wall, and the tension was starting to build oh, a bit. And then he went, "Oh, touch the body. You'd only touch the yeah, leg." I just touched this leg. And then there was this sort of. I was like, well, I'm going to have to go now. I'm going to have to touch the spider for whatever reason. I'm a f***ing stupid <laughs> For whatever reason, in this moment of camaraderie with my mates, I just feel like this is the most fun, exhilarating, scary, giddy thing to do. Yeah. And there was like a, oh, and then I touched it. <laughs> and then it went mental yeah. and it, I went, ah! and we all got a bit of a thrill yeah. we all got a bit of a thrill so much so that we came up with a song and it was touching the, the spider, spider touching the spider. spider i was more excited to touch a spider <laughs> than i really realistically i am to watch uh, collision on saturday much of that has to do with the fact that only two matches have been one uh, have been announced yeah they've done that a lot recently haven't they I think the last weekend, uh, or last week, I should say, when me and Hamlet previewed it, there was about, yeah, two or three matches. 
and we did the preview and we sort of scraped together what we could and then Friday night TK dropped oh by the way Kenny Omega and Jericho were tagging together ahead of WrestleStream and I was like what why yeah. didn't you say that before yeah. so apologies if we miss a huge match this case. I mean there's a tag title match there's on tonight a, there's uh, a tag, Saturday show yeah there's a tag title um, and also I think I think they've accepted what the floor is for collision. So maybe there was a bit of strategy of let's sell the absolute hell out of Title Tuesday, Dynamite, yeah. head-to-head with NXT. Yes, you're going to get a really cool title match on Collision, but Title Tuesday is the one. Mm-hmm. Mark it down in your calendar. Sell, sell, sell. We really need to beat NXT. <laughs> well, we don't need to, but we looking at the card, we'd quite bloody like to. Yeah. Come on, watch it. We're going to put on a great show as opposed to every show, which is great for us. <laughs> this one's actually going to be great. Yeah. You know, Luther's been great for us. Uh, he's a great wrestler. Uh, you know, I first uh, became aware of Luther in 1995 when he was uh, working death matches in Japan. <laughs> and then two hours at the press conference talking about Luther. Yeah. Not out the realms of possibility, by the way. So this is an actual great, instead of great for us, show. So I, I think strategically the play was to, like, if you'd got every match on collision and also here's title Tuesday, by the time you got, oh, by the way, they're doing Jay White hangman, you'd be like, cool, 12 matches, that's a 12. <laughs> so you really need to sell title Tuesday. So maybe that's why not much is on the old docket. Um, so, yeah, we've got some games to play. Yes, instead. Uh, I will say this, by the way. Just, Later on. Yeah, you made, me, you made me think about this because we are ridiculously lucky to do this as a job. Uh, and the benefits we get. We didn't hurt the spider, by the way. Oh, no. We'd never dream of doing anything like that. We just wanted to get a little bit scared. Yeah. He owns the office now, basically. Yeah, I know. Um, But, yeah, as part of our job, sometimes we're lucky enough to go to these shows, and I've never felt more guilty than when you go to, like, an AW or an ROH press conference or whatever, and it's so surreal because you've gone from being in the crowd and watching these amazing athletes putting on phenomenal matches to effectively being like, what, five yards away from them? Yes. Like, if you if you wanted to touch the wrestler... <laughs> what are you talking about? You could. As in, they're, they're so close. You can't. There. You can't, obviously. But you, Why would you want... You wouldn't want to either. I mean, I wanted to touch Shibata when he walked in. I was like, this is incredible. I didn't even think about this. Anyway. Okay. But what I'm saying is... When you sort of talk about... Touching Shibata, (laughs) touching Shibata. (laughs) I think you'd probably have something to say about it. Yeah, I think you'd absolutely nut you. So, I've never felt more guilty than, like, we've gone out to America, we've gone to this show. I bet you had this as well, especially as a parent, that I've learned this now. You've probably noticed on the podcast when I just go off on weird tangents. Not like now, but other times. Um, And you, you just, your body just shuts down. Like, I've never really had this, aside from when I used to pull all-nighters at uni and things like that, where I just go, oh, and I used to write essays. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah, and your body just goes, um, bedtime now, Michael. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. and I'm like my dad now. I'm sorry, this is a tangent on top of a tangent, but I always used to laugh at my dad when he got in from work. Yeah. And he was just shattered, and he put something on the telly, and I was like, three, two, look over. And he was just like, he'd back, belly out, just, it's, he's, he's unconscious. Yeah. That happens to me now. Every time I watch something, right, get up at five, watch wrestling, breakfast for myself, AeroPress coffee for myself, Ooh. wake up the children, feed them, get the clothes, tag team, wife, your turn to mm-hmm. look after them, make sure they're not drinking bleach. <laughs> and then I'll shower, commute. 
work, commute home, shop invariably, <laughs> entertain the kids' bedtime tea. Uh, have you ever seen Twin Peaks? No, not really. I'm rewatching it again. It's got the best theme in television history. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I watch ten minutes of Twin Peaks a night. That's my recreation time. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So yeah, you go to these press conferences. It's amazing, and like in like in walks in Shabata, in walks in uh, Mark Briscoe, for example. The most recent one off the top of my head. There was a time as well when I was doing the Double or Nothing um, press conference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was doing the Double or Nothing press conference, and of course, uh, there was a four-way match won by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I've heard of him, yeah. NGF, and they said, who's got any questions for the champion? And there was a couple, and I had my hand up, and um, I was about to ask MJF a question, and I said, I'm from What Culture Wrestling, and then he said... One of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f- Just by the by, sorry. Yeah. So you're there, you know, this is Im- amazing. And then, you know, Mark Briscoe goes and Claudio comes in and then Shabbat. And, and then it's like, oh, this show's gone really well. Um, we've done all the it was a great. wrestler interviews. Great. It was a great show. It was a great show for me, actually. I was well for them. Um, <laughs> and then you're like, right, well, a few questions with Tony and then probably get out of here and you know, wrap, wrap the night. Oh, it's one of our first nights in uh, in the States. And Tony keeps going. You're like, what are you doing, Tony? What are you doing to me? I'm British. I've just flown over here. I'm jet lagged. Yeah. But you don't want to be seen like, you and I make a bit of a meal of it in the office of being like, <laughs> but you can't really do that at a, <laughs> at a press conference. I was like gripping the chair because I was like, you know, you're fighting it and then you Stop pulling like a weird face. Yeah. And Tony Khan like makes icons at people. And I'm like, I can't be doing. Ugh. He's like, is he all right? But yeah, just tiny up a little bit, Tony. That was my, my general point when he just starts, like you say, when he um, goes off on a tangent yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, what are you doing to me? <laughs> what are you doing to me here? Uh, so on tonight's show, FTR defending the tag titles against Ricky's well, Dogs. That brilliant part just from an impression of Tony Khan saying, great. <laughs> That's why we're the number one podcast in the United Kingdom. So FDR defending the tag titles tonight against Ricky Starks and Big Bill. This should be loads of fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wonder. You know what the thing about FTR? We have a little bit of fun at the expense of FTR on this podcast. It comes mainly from a place of love. Like, I think they are an exceptional tag team. One of the best that I've ever seen in my life. But my God, they do a bit of tell, don't show mm. in their matches and in their promos. Like, the rave received hugely critically acclaimed matches with uh, Juice Robinson yeah. and Jay White. Dave went five and a quarter for the second collision match, and that's the highest he's ever gone for a TV match ever. Not Is just it? tag singles. Wow. I think it's the highest he's ever gone on TV because he's done a few fives. He's done one five, I think, for NXT TV. Like, at this point, kind of countless fives on Dynamite. Never a five-pluser on a television program. Mm. Obviously, New Japan on it, Access or whatever. Mm. It's just from one of the big Wrestle Kingdom shows or whatever. But in terms of a live, episodic TV, and yet, and this is one of the reasons why I'm really quietly excited for this match, I prefer FTR versus Big 
Bill and Brian Cage over those two that matches. That was a load of fun, yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. And I think that, in general, any kind of fiction, be it pro wrestling or, you know, sitcom, like even novels, like I've read novels that are unreasonably long. And I do not get that. I'm not saying everything long is bad. I'm not saying that. But I've read unreasonably long novels. I've watched unreasonably long films. And I've watched very, very long wrestling matches. And I just think that unless you are using every second of that time effectively, there's no point in doing it. And the reason why FTR, for me, tend to do it is because despite the fact that they have this searing hatred of Dave Meltzer... That they want the acclaim. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought that FTR versus Big Bill and Brian Cage, which, given the physical makeup of Big Bill and Brian Cage, you don't go an hour with wrestlers like that no. because it's kind of they're not one dimensional, but they are like you know they're not quite as versatile and they don't have that practiced big match magic of a Jay White, for example. And I just think with FTR doing a shorter match more brevity to it, more punch to it, less wasted motion in it, when they are sort of like under like a limit, when they're limited in a certain way, I find them so much better. Yeah. And that's not just FTR, though. I think that's the case with a lot of wrestlers. Um, Danielson and Omega can go an hour whenever they want, mm-hmm. but not everyone's Danielson and Omega, and that's a very rare stratosphere. Yeah. Dax Harwood and Dakash Wheeler are phenomenal pro wrestlers, but there's a level above phenomenal. Um so I'm really looking forward to this match. And um, they've obviously worked magic with Big Bill before. As I've just said, that was my favorite FTR match of the year outside of the all-in with the Young Bucks, which I was there, so it was yeah. a bit different. Um, and have FTR ever done anything with Ricky Starks on the other side? On the EDC, obviously tagged with him yeah. on Collision before. But have they worked? What do you check for us? Yeah, I'll have a look. Apart from last week's Collision, of course. So obviously they have, yeah, they obviously have, because that's what built this match, you f***ing stupid Um, But I can't really remember much from it. I just remember watching it and thinking, this is really good. Yeah. It's five minutes too long since so it's a collision main event. Um, In fact, now that I come to think of it, I'm kind of desperate for more matches to be announced because that'll take time away from FTR, who can sometimes be their own worst enemy in long matches, which miss the peak. But no, this should be very, very, very good indeed. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm just looking at like CMFTR stuff. That's the last. Yeah, they've obviously done a match opposite him last week, which I'd completely forgotten about. Apologize, uh, apologies. But yeah, um, the shorter the better for this one. And what I like about this as well is that FTR get caught. It's reached the point where taking the piss out of how seriously Dax Harwood takes himself is literally canon AEW mm. when everyone... I don't know how this works. Well, I get the idea, but when you are in a program and you are two wrestlers or two teams, you're either going to face-to-face talk or you're going to have a WhatsApp and say, right, what we're going to say, this is what we want to say in promos. Obviously, the pro thing to do is to clear it with you. Yeah. We'll have to insult you. So what am I allowed? Is there anything you don't want me to say? You know, the etiquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Whether it's like in person or on WhatsApp or whatever. The, co- the nice thing to do, and I've spoken to wrestlers before, and I say, how does this work? And it's like, we've got thick skins. I was like, you don't, have you, I've seen you on Twitter, <laughs> so you don't. So it's this paradox that I'll never, ever able to understand. But the, a wrestler told me that, because I was like, I'm fascinated by this whole process where 
your job is to say something horrible about a colleague. And I get that element of the John White works on TV, but obviously, like, well, what do you say to your opponent at the time, this wrestler I'm talking to mm. about it? And he was like, it all depends. You get sometimes the most relaxed person ever. And, like, they encourage you to say the worst thing imaginable because they actually have thick skin mm-hmm. and they're professional enough to realize, like, um, the worse you say something, the more believable mm. all yeah. of this is. And that's business. And it's, it's a trade of if I give you something really bad on me, then hopefully. Yes, exactly. Same. And the guy said, it's obviously a very weird business, mm. but it's the business. This rest- what, sorry? There's burn here. This wrestler also told me, and this will be true of any wrestler you have this conversation with, I gather that there are wrestlers who you just, it's like blood from a stone, mm. very awkward to say, obviously I need, I can't just say, you're the best, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Might as well not turn up. <laughs> I think even the most thin-skinned, self-conscious wrestlers get it. But you still have to like, I don't think this, but a fan has said it online mm. that you have to really be delicate with your phrasing depending on the wrestler, which is a very long-winded way of me saying, if you're Dax Harwood and you've got more than one wrestler when you're having this chat, because unless, like, this chat happens more often than not, when it doesn't, it can have disastrous consequences, Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. If you've had more than one wrestler say, oh, by the way, everyone rips the piss out of how seriously you take yourself, can I do the legacy thing that you're always banging on about on Twitter and then shoot interviews or whatever on your podcast? Maybe you'd read that over and over again and like reflect and say, oh, maybe I should just care about hating my opponent instead of saying, I want you, my opponent, to have a great match with me. Yeah, It's so weird how they are as old school as they purport to be because, are they? <laughs> it's a very new school mentality yeah, that yeah. they have. All of which is a great way of segueing to the fact that I think this will be a fantastic FTR match because they're not really legacy rivals. This is a nice little TV match that's been built and there's a load of quality. There should be banter out the ass as well with yeah. Big Bill. Like, there should be a really fun, well-worked match with a big man and small man, very textured. But they're not gunning for, boys, we need to go five stars out there. Yeah, We're going to do five stars out there. You're going to get a five-star match, and then you're going to get the finisher theft. It's, like, really creative the first time, but that was in 2016. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be as desperate. Well, that's one way of previewing a match with two, a uh, show with two matches. <laughs> yeah. Spend 10 minutes on one of them. Sorry. Yeah, FTR retaining, obviously. Oh, but why even ask us the question? Yeah, um, and we learned, obviously, at Wrestle Dream that the next opponents for FTR will be the Young Bucks. Now, generally, for obvious reasons, previously, they didn't really show up on AW Collision. Dynamite was their show. Collision was... Somewhere. They have been on it once. Yes, but do you think they're going to show up here? Because we we are campaigning for, obviously, the, the Bucks heel turn. It'll be, it'll be the... Not the making of them, but I think it'll be the refresh that they need. Oh, aye, aye. And, you know, not necessarily showing up and super kicking FDR as they're lifting the belts, but just a tease of arseholeness after this. What do you reckon? I I think they'll turn up. It's very much in the post-punk era of mm. AW. Bloody yeah? good. Words. I don't know. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I I've got baby brain. Uh, so I was going to say bloody good analysis. That's what I was going to freaking say. Been <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so very stream of consciousness. It's Friday afternoon. Um, 
It would it feel like a transgression? Ooh, the punk, uh, the bugs on collision. I doubt it. Yeah, at this point, because we know who isn't there and why they are now sort of free to go. But I don't think they want to necessarily do every weekend because they like going to church and stuff, don't yeah. they? And like, like less facetiously, they like are very, very, very much family men. Yeah, as we know, when they were very super excited to re-sign with AEW because well, the schedule's much better, I guess. So maybe they won't be on collision. Um, if they are, it's not time for the promos yet. I don't think it's time for the turn. They could maybe even do the mid-match turn when they do it and tease it and foreshadow it, all the rest of it. Um, maybe they could congratulate FTR for a hard-fought match, come in in the aftermath, put their hands out, and FTR can go, nah. Yeah, that's nice. Like a bit of mirroring. And then that can... It's one of those where, you know, when you're in the wrong, but you're a dick, so you think you're in the right. Yeah. And it's like, well, even though they did it first, um, they could then sort of go, oh, you didn't shake our hands. Yeah. But a Jerichoian heel work. I was just thinking there, as you said, mirroring. What if match finishes, FTR holding up the belts? I don't know where they are for this show. And you hear the young books coming. I don't know, that's 1,800 people there. And... Uh, they come out in a little toy pickup truck. Oh, wait there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, what have I just done? I fist bumped you, so. Just call me for a baby on a roll. I would absolutely love that. Like, maybe that's something to do when they're full-blown heel. Yeah. Which gives us more preview content for the coming weeks. <laughs> but what if they come out in that pickup truck... Bald cap. Yeah, obviously. Lovely. Bald cap. Tequila bottle. Yeah. Oh, legacy. Business. Legacy. I won't leave my legacy on this business. Like, total. Like, I love a parody. I love a wrestler impersonating yes. a wrestler. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Bald cap. Tequila. Oh, my legacy. Oh, my legacy. Bret Hart t shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Bret Hart t shirt on. Wonderful. No notes. Moving on. Well, we've got to say you could parody Cash Wheeler, but I don't think that's a good idea on TV right now. No. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Moving on, uh, we've got another match to preview, but uh, I'm going to put that as the filling in a sandwich between two games. Because uh, it's not a lot else, because it'll get announced probably the moment we finish doing this podcast, to be honest. Massive, ridiculous mullet. Even though Cash Wheeler has got the most beautiful hair. Yeah. And I think it is so cool. They could do, like, um, a ridiculous big 80s mullet. Yes. Really OTT. Um, so before we get to uh, Kiara Hogan versus Timeless Tony Storm. Tony Storm's going to win, and it's going to be fun, but nothing more. Well, before what we else get... am I meant to say about it? Before we get to that... Um, Wrestle Dream obviously was at the weekend. We've already done Fallout, have yeah. we? Uh, so, um, there's more Fallout here <laughs> because uh, there's a team that lost, but uh, for the purposes of this game, that's not the end of us seeing them on AEW TV. So. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Which member of the AW roster will the righteous corrupt? <laughs> Just the first of two games. The first two games. Yeah. So I have the AW roster page open in front of me, scrolling through it, pick a number between, tell me when to stop and pick a number between one and five, and that is our pick. We won't do Pro Evo rules on this one. This is just a shot in the dark. Okay. Um, and then we'll, but we'll save Pro Evo rules for the second game after we've done an extensive preview of Timeless Tony Storm. Yes. Kiara Hogan and Tony Storm's going to win. Uh, right. Uh, tell me when to stop. Picking on between one and five. And this is who the right. Top five. <laughs> well, 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 well. I don't know how this is going to work because I don't know when they're going to be on TV next. Is it 80% of them? Well, yes, but uh, for a different reason. Because. The person who is going to be, I suppose, more corrupted, because he's slightly corrupted, Jack Perry. Oh. Crime your river. <laughs> When's he coming back? I don't know. How long was his suspension? Very prominent people, or people who used to be really prominent but are still respected in the wrestling media have just said, get rid of him. Really? Yeah. Suspended indefinitely, I'm seeing from wrestling. Indefinitely. Um, it's the biggest show they've ever done. And yes, CM Punk was also at fault. And CM Punk apparently did something worse, mm-hmm. which has been whispered about outside of the interaction with Perry. So I'm not saying Punk, I'm not saying it should be one or the other. But my God, real glass, cry me a river. You've completely set the domino chain in motion to completely yet again overwhelm the biggest show your promotion has ever done. Like, I would never, ever campaign for anyone to get to lose their jobs. No. I just feel like a revolting thing to do. But if it's me... With full pay, and he would, but he wasn't. I, I would do it. I would keep him off telly for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, play devil's advocate here. As a, as a huge CM Punk fan, I will say this: he wasn't to know that Punk's already coming to the building, pretty bloody pissed off. You just don't do whole... it. You don't do it. Yeah, you do not do it. 
But it's poking the bear, I suppose, isn't it? And you know he's going to be if, in gorilla. If, if it's poking the bear, but if there's a bear, you should need to poke him to get rid. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's a bear in that locker room who's just that bad, allegedly. Yeah. Like, uh, I would keep him off television for a significant period of time. Bring him back as part of the righteous. Evidently. Part, that's the correct thing to do if you want to run a business. Mm-hmm. It was me. I'd put him back on straight away and just got the heat out of it. Yeah. yeah. This company needs a shot in the arm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a sh- probably a stupid thing to do. And the latest of a lot of stupid things have just let sort of simmer. Could be a good fu- fun feud for Adam Copeland, actually. Him being like, oh, I hate all these legends coming in and taking our spots and things like that. Like it's more surrogate stuff. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. Um, Especially because Copeland be... is it much nicer. Generally considered to be a much nicer guy. Yeah, and there's the cr- oh, he's had his. There's been reports about him in the past. Uh, yeah, modern um, <laughs> like maybe I'm not talking about my heart either. Um, I it's one of those where it's, like, it's probably the correct thing to do. Keep him off telly for a significant amount of time. It's time to lay down the law. It's one thing to like, well, it's CM Punk. We've probably got to use him as much of a heat magnet and a you know toxic presence that he is. Perry's not a draw. He probably won't take the risk. Mm. Uh, let's talk timeless Tony Storm versus going to beat Kira Hogan in a fun character vehicle. <laughs> I love this timeless character. Oh, it's though. really good. It's really good. Um, Did you see the tweet, by the way? What tweet? Uh, I apologise. I just saw someone mainly dunking on this tweet about being like... Um, I'm getting a real... Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Boss Baby 2 vibes from me. I'm getting real... Was it Chelsea Green Hot Mess and Lacey Evans Starlet crossover vibes yeah. from this? And they're like... We'll go and watch a film. Yeah, yeah. Like, please consume any media. This is my... Like, I don't care about other Bloodline cinema. A lie. It was getting annoying. I was getting really annoyed. I think that it's... Not going to get another philosophical deep dive, right? But I do have this thing with wrestling where it's like, how much of it can people possibly watch? Mm. How do people watch multiple shows per week on top of the ones that I do? We get it's, in, it's part of our job. We get to factor that in. If I had to do like a, a proper job, mm-hmm. a nine to five, like I couldn't fit all this in. I oh, know. I couldn't turn around just if I'd been like, yeah, a bit. Bit tired because I woke up at five to watch Monday Night Raw or whatever. Before going to sort out messing someone's like yeah, it's one thing for us to go on a stream of consciousness rant or to like you know completely muddle a sentence up or something. But a real shoot job and watch as much wrestling and got up that early to do it. Be like, all right, okay, here's how much money is in your account. Uh, no, <laughs> so I'm tired and I've absolutely buggered it. My parents wanted me to be a lawyer. How soon do you reckon they gave up on that dream? I was actually shoot really good at law A level. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna take the piss. I was genuinely like mint at it, <laughs> but I was like, well, like I suppose I, well, I could have done my characters. Wish I got the chance to do law. We never were offered law. Really? Yeah, it was one of those ones where you it was like posh school. No, no, God no. Do you know? No, I'm from the streets, me. Uh, ah. But honestly, I just sort of like you say, I, a bit like you, I suppose. They were like, "What do you want to do at A level?" And I was like, "Geography." Yeah, obviously. Um, they do impressions? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, this is the thing. I was like, yes, impressions. Do you, can you imagine, like, me as I am right now as a lawyer? Like, I'd like to call my first witness. It's an Australian character, in fact. I'm gonna get. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go under the desk. G'day, mate. <laughs> I get to wear funny wigs, I suppose. I know it's the judges who get to wear them. Hey, if you work hard enough. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're obviously a very talented writer. Was there anything else that, it, that nah. either your parents wanted you to do or it was always... No, I, I would have told my parents to hit the bricks. <laughs> nah. Always a writer. Told the story before. Metro Centre, Red Quadrant, John Menzies, the wrestling magazines. Mm-hmm. I looked at the wrestling and thought I'd never be able to do that. I want to write about it. At one point, I had designs on being a novelist. Mm. Or... Well, you and I both wanted to be footballers, obviously. We went soon, soon. Oh, obviously. That, yeah. Well, I didn't, by year six, I was like, oh, not the standard. <laughs> About year two, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't even win the games at, at lunchtime. So I don't think this... Put it good. this way, for the American listeners who were alienating, long before I was a fresh man, <laughs> I realized yeah. I was not cut out for soccer. Um, I not always want to be a writer. I did want to be a novelist at one point. Um, I'll tell you what I wanted to do. I really can seriously, and then I realized, right, what you have to do to be, for that to happen. I wanted to write uh, the blurbs... Oh, yeah. On, like, the back of DVDs yeah. and the descriptions. Um, and then they said, I'll teach you film critics who get, like, I was like, no, not the quotes from Five Stars from Empire. But I know they usually get the film critics, and that's, like, a side, like a copywriting side gig. Now, fancied copywriting. Yeah. Because I realized I'm not clever enough to be a novelist. I'm just not. <laughs> I've read, it's one of those where you. I could read wrestling critique and think, I can do that. In fact, I can do it better. And I read Catch-22. And I, was like, I never, yeah. ever will ever write anything as good as that. I'll just embarrass myself doing it. So then I thought copywriting would make the use of literally the one thing I've ever been good at, which is stringing a sentence together. Um, before, I was just lazy. A very, very <laughs> yeah. lazy, lazy <laughs> bastard following university. So I just think I got like lapped by other more, yeah. like other younger go-getters and then... Luckily, I got into this. There is a funny tweet in there from what you were saying, actually, about the whole people saying the bloodline cinema. I'll tell you what is cinema? Tony Storm. There's a there's something in that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, like just work on it. But someone like getting really round, round like riled uh, up. No. Co- no, no, no. She's a movie starlet. Uh, I usually don't mind the heat on Twitter because you can just mute notifications or you can just realize that these people should concentrate more on different things. But like, I had the most. Dickheaded way of phrasing it, but it was like after SummerSlam, the finish, the Jimmy Uso turn, that absolutely abysmal overlong main event. I was going to phrase it just to annoy people in this way. I was going to go, I think I speak for everybody when I say that the Bloodline saga has uh, is now finished. Just, I think I speak for everyone. Yeah. Like, you don't speak for me! <laughs> I just wanted those responses, and I thought, I can't be bothered. I never really get that, because I think, well... I you do this exclusively on Twitter? Yeah, but I don't know, as in I don't get the, the, the like, I can't make good salient points. I just put, like, stupid memes <laughs> or whatever. So I never really baited. The only time was when I did the, what I joke, thought was a fairly, you know, lighthearted and obvious joke, re-Christian Cage killing it in AEW, Whilst Edge, meanwhile, has just got a blue light on him. Yeah. And I was like, well, with the blue the thing from the, the Christian. Blue dot, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Never again. Jesus. It's just a it's just Anyway, do you want another game? Yes. Yeah. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Ha ha ha! 
Should AEW be concerned about a talent raid? And if so, which person from the AEW roster could randomly pulled up be pulled to AEW, from AEW to WWE? You're obsessed with this this week. Yeah, it's just a fun game, isn't it? Yeah. I'm enjoying it. So we can book them afterwards. Yeah. And actually, it's promoting a video that me and Andy uh, have done, which will be coming out actually in the next few hours, probably. What a pro. On What Culture Wrestling's YouTube channel, uh, about 10 stars that uh, WWE could poach. From AEW. It'll also be out as an audio podcast over the weekend. If you want to listen to that, watch your out and about because, as with everything regarding our audio podcast, if it goes out as a video, it doesn't change the fact you can still go out as an audio podcast, guys. We're uh, going to double the money and then we'll be in the money. In the money. So excited to do that dance on the Christmas party. I know. Calm me down. Like, throw a glass of cold water in my face just before, before we go out for the Christmas party because I'm going to get giddy and I drink too much too early on and then. I won't remember anything, and I also won't be able to do all the wacky fun stuff once everyone else has got a nicely oiled. Yes. So I'll that. It's, like every, it's, it's always it's the same on, like, first day of holidays. I always used to ruin it. It's like I, I just love drinking in that context so much. Like, yeah, give us that pint and I'll drink it. Yeah. We, well, we might be going to somewhere different this year for the Christmas party, and possibly better. Where? Well, I can't remember if that way we'll get oh, okay. people trying to crash it, probably. <laughs> Beatlemania, if anything. <laughs> actually, actually. So I have the... Huh? AW roster page, we will invoke Pro Evo rules here. So if you maybe want to mix things up a bit or think it's ah, it's not really feasible, you can skip. But once you get to the third one, no skips allowed. So I have the AW roster page open in front of me. Tell me when to start picking on between one and five. And this is the person who diddly, diddly. WWE will try and poach next from AEW. Diddly, 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 diddly. Stop to <laughs> Billy Gunn. I can f*** off for all I care. <laughs> I don't like this vibe. I think, I mean, we, I, spoiler, the guns is someone who uh, Andy and I talk about on that video because it's obvious, like... They've got that WWE demeanor. They've got you WWE can imagine demeanor. them having a chat show. They've come on leaps and bounds, so they could have caught WWE's eye, and if they turn around and go, Dad, what's it like? He's not going to be lying so awful over there. Yeah. He, he can put in one call and be like, Hunter, make sure you look after him. Yeah. So I think that's uh, it was actually my idea for that one. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I daddy ass steak. No twist. Get rid of him. It's too obvious. Actually, we have another one. I'll just like explain why I I don't want to seem go necessarily. It would be stupid from a business perspective because acclaimed merch is a hot seller, and he's really over. I just don't get it. Like, is it the name? Is daddy ass that funny? That much of a side splitter. <laughs> I like it. Daddy ass. Those two words don't belong together. Like, daddy ass. <laughs> I just, I find it so lame. Yeah. The charm has worn off. It was this really cool, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> these uh, two kind of unfancied wrestlers in a work rate heavy place. are just really nice and funny and great together in the ring, and really charming. Oh, God, they've made it. Isn't that nice? A year later. Mm, yeah, very good, the acclaimed. Yes, that was a fun rap. And that was a good house show match with no narrative tissue One from one week to the next. <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally done with the acclaimed. Yeah. They, they, it's, I, it's one of those where I feel disconnected from AEW and the base. Yeah. Because I just, I, I'm so bored. But okay, I'm not allowed that. Yeah. I'm scrolling Daddy again. Daddy Wilborn. <laughs> it's Daddy Wilborn. I feel like this is very much in Hamlet's recent tone. Mm. He's best best friends. Uh, 
John Moxley inexplicably and John Moxley on commentary. And he's yeah. like, just hates it. Just got no time for it. That's what I feel like. Check we, out our Wrestle Dream review. For yeah, that. that's what I feel like. I've just the, that's my relationship with the acclaimed right now. Uh, I'm scrolling back, back through. I'll the, still tell him off when he does it. Yeah. Uh, through the AW roster page. Huh? Tell me when to stop picking on between one and five. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Uh, stop, fall. Ah, Kip Sabian. They wouldn't give him anything in WWE. Okay. okay yeah, I don't want to see him in WWE particularly either. I, if I'm good, because like, I don't really like WWE a great deal. So if I want someone, this is obviously this is going to happen. Um, so I'd want someone who I can really incentivize me to watch mm. WWE. Stop for <laughs> Prince Nana. Nana. I watch him do that on WWE television for three hours and be like highly entertained. <laughs> we in the money. One more. Go on. You love this, don't you? I you love, love jumps. Game. I love this game. Patrice Everett, what a legend. Stop one. I tell you what, this one's going to be very interesting if his contract's coming up soon. Wardlow. Oh! He would be a bit rhino. Long-time listeners know the analogy. Do you think that's arguably why maybe they've gone for it again with him right now? Could be the reason that they're like, we, I know we've buggered it up a couple of times, but the, what they did, what he did on Dynamite was awesome. Yes, what he did on Dynamite, Bad Mood, Moxley, Reboot of Swords, loved it. With Wardlow, I think when people say, oh, you wouldn't look that much of a monster in a WWE ring, I feel like maybe that's an, uh, an anachronistic take mm. in that it's hardly as if the WWE roster is teeming with monsters nowadays. I think AEW is the exact size dimensions in their ring, and Wardlow looks smaller in AEW than he did in AEW yeah. early on. Like, he looked in the suit massive, enormous. Put him in ring gear and it's different. And that's because he hasn't shrunk, guys. <laughs> it's about how you project your size and your, your presence. Mm. Like, I love this take because it's made me realize, you know what? Yeah, he was a genius. Someone was saying, I think it was a talking head on the big Macho Man DVD. You know when they used to do like the bio DVDs oh, yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day? And I, I never really got this, but it was a great insight. Savage wasn't enormous. Obviously, he was ridiculously enhanced muscle-wise, like they all were, or most of them were in that era. But, like, he's not Hogan-sized, not Warrior-sized. No, no. But you never really took him as smaller. And that's because, like, he was so good at making himself look big. Like, the ridiculous, lovely colors, like the big glasses, like the way he would stretch out the arms. And someone said, I remember, it was like ring jackets when they had all the tassels. Like when he would do that and come out, like the entire screen is dominated by Randy yeah, Savage. Yeah. Like you can work yourself into looking like a larger than life superstar because Savage did. Wardlow doesn't have that. Maybe he needs that WWE. Yeah. Because they are so concerned with aesthetics and production and presentation, video packages where they shoot people from low angles. That is so good at making them look. Bigger, whereas you don't really get that in AEW, they just don't give it to us. Um, the Fed could just use that video they first used when they showed him beating up people on that rooftop. Oh, God, I. You looked enormous then. Yeah. And I know the size of the roster has expanded literally in terms of the amount and the size of the individual wrestlers who've since joined, but 
I, I think it's a good move. I do think it's a really good move for Wardlow to go there. Um, Are you worried, before we wrap up, are you worried about a talent raid from WWE? And I welcome it. I have to watch WWE for a living. I want more people like Cody Rhodes and Jay Cargill in there. Yeah. I think AEW could do with... Oh, look, it's Gravity here this week. Where's Roosh? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't Kanosuke Takeshita in a singles match? Like, it just feels like it's so easy to forget and not care yeah. about the core roster, even the ones they're pushing at this point. I don't want... I don't want AEW as a currently books, nor do I want the Judgment Day on every single main event of WWE Raw. There is a place in the middle, and guess what it's called? February 2020. Follow me on X at M. Sidgwick. Let us know your thoughts on that uh, and the two matches. We spoke about at some point, I'm sure, uh, on tonight's No, this weekend's show. More than inevitably be added in probably about five minutes, actually. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on X at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. SmackDown previews available right now. Wrestle Culture with a hashtag. Bloody good quizzes coming your way later on today. And me and Sage will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But then for now, this has been the AEW Collision preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Outro. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.